0: This is Ready, Set, Reiki, a podcast about Reiki, this universal energy life force, from the curious beginner to the seasoned master teacher, welcoming all systems, all lineages, and all levels. Reiki is a journey, not a destination, and on this Ready, Set, Reiki journey, we refer to ourselves as guides rather than hosts, as we are traveling, supporting, and learning on this Reiki journey as well. And with that said, I am your first guide, Tracy C. Wright. And I'm your second guide, Millie Pampina. And today I am so excited uh, for our guest, Claudia Angelica Cano. I met her last year, uh, right after I moved to El Paso and began teaching yoga at Self Love Wellness. So... Many things, many wonderful things about her. So she is a mother of three beautiful daughters, and I have seen them. They are absolutely stunning. And before becoming a holistic holistic practitioner, she was a teacher in the public school for 15 years. In 2017, she began energy healing classes at the El Paso Community College, which led her to a Reiki class. And now she is not only a Reiki master, a yoga instructor, and also a medium as well, but as a massage therapist. So welcome, Claudia, to Ready, Set, Reiki. Hi, it's nice to see you, <laughs> nice to be here. I'm really happy. Wonderful. So tell us about yourself. So I know lots of things, (laughs) but it's best to come right from you. So tell us about yourself. Well, some of the
1: stuff that you just said, of course, I have three daughters, I have two dogs, Luna and Ginger. And um, uh, I started off as an educator. However, my degree was actually in health science education. And so I say that because I feel it's interesting how I wanted to go into the allopathic health and I kind of went full circle after teaching or after being in the education system. And now I practice holistic health. So either way came full circle. I was supposed to do health in one way or another. And along the way, I think Reiki and all this energy healing found me because um kind of the way I got into it was interesting, you know, just how I found it, how I was interested in it. So,
0: And that goes perfect into the next question. When did Reiki come into your life? Oh, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, in the education system, because it's been changing so much, I was looking for something else to do. I loved my students. I love the profession itself, but just a lot of the stuff that comes with it, I was looking for more. So I started to um, take some classes at community college. I took a sound healing class. All of this was online, actually. I even took a reflexology class. I was actually looking for ways, um, natural ways to find healing. I saw so many of us stressed out. Parents asking me different questions on how to help their their child, and so I started to look into that. And as I did, I came across um, raking one of the classes, and they were talking about it. So I looked it up, and I found that. Um, one of our instructors at our school, um, he was our Chinese, let me get this right, Kung Fu instructor. Um, he was the instructor to my instructor. So that's kind of why I chose her. Her name is Suki Debbie, And I looked just instructors up. And this is the reason why I chose her, because I was like, well, somebody I know
0: knows her. And that's how my journey started. Wonderful. And you just keep growing and learning and evolving. So you have been a Reiki master now for a couple of years. So I'm going to be teaching Reiki as well. So I think you have taught a class before, but uh, teaching the Holy Fire coming up. So what is a common misperception about this work that you do?
1: I think a common misperception is that it's something that somebody else can do, that it's nothing that anybody is able to do this, you know, even from a child. um, I think that's the biggest thing that there's only special people and special in quotes can do this, which is not true. Um, Anyone is capable of doing this. We all are healers in some way. And um, I think also another misconception is that it's witchy, honestly, that that's something that's way far out there that it's not, you know, it's something that we shouldn't be doing. But Reiki healing, it's its all channeled energy. It's energy from the universe that comes from whatever spiritual practice can do this as well. It's, it's energetic healing. And now what I think has kind of debunked a lot of those um, perceptions is science. Right. And science can now test how this is true, how all the witchy things that were <laughs> thought to be witchy are now right. being able to be tested. And so I'm really grateful for that.
0: Right. That really kind of helps, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So, what do you think the biggest challenges in this industry that we're facing today?
1: Um, I think that there's not enough healers, and which is why I decided to go ahead and start teaching. I said, I have my consistent clients and I do have my clients, but I said I cannot reach, you know, everybody in any and right. so I think the biggest thing is that there's not enough healers. And so that's my goal is to begin to start teaching. And hopefully, those who I teach will eventually teach. And so it becomes a domino effect. And we reach more people through that.
0: Right. And it's so important. There's something happening in this world right now where people really need this healing. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. Oh, my goodness, the energy right now. So what is something that you wished your younger self knew about this current profession? Um, hmm. I wish
1: that I would have known that I guess a child could do this, you know, because You're as right. a child, you know, I always saw myself as like, only the grownups can do certain things. Only certain people can do certain things. And so, um, I kind of wish that if, first of all, that it was introduced to me as a child, that would have been interesting. Cause I, we were around spiritual healers when I was young, but in a very, de- very different way. And so I really like the way um, Reiki presents itself and has been presented to us. So,
0: yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine when you were in school, elementary school, if you were taught these skills? Exactly. That is true. That is very true. And a lot of these skills that I've taught
1: my daughters has helped them because they've gone, you know, through their own things in school. And when I started this, they were the same way. Like, what are you doing? You know, what is this? And so... I never forced any of this on them till this day. I don't, but now they see how it works. They see I'll do Reiki on them. They'll feel better. They fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, now they'll ask me, can you, you know, send distant Reiki to my friend? She's going through this. She's going through that. And I said, I can. Um, and so they see that there's hope that they can do something about it, you know, even if it's right. from a distant. And so right. that gives right. them a lot of hope.
0: Right. Like even if you began circle time with everybody sitting, Hands over their heart and just breathing. What a right. day the rest of the day could make, or if they get through the day and they're frustrated that they have those tools just to go and sit and let this flow and exactly so that nervous system. So yeah, all step with the nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> so when it is time for you to get your tune up, your Reiki tune up, what do you? What are some of the qualities that you look for in a Reiki practitioner?
1: I look for if that person is grounded. And I say that because when I started my Reiki journey, I was really, really, really into like, oh my God, the spirituality. And and it's like, come back to earth. You know, I've been told that a couple of times, but just um, being very grounded, being very open um, spiritually as well. Um, and being a person who is okay with telling me the truth. So for example, you know, um about the whole situation how they felt felt during my session as well while um they were working on me and i'd like somebody who i could reach out to afterwards as well who's available you know um but most definitely grounded and open in all spiritual aspects non-judgmental for sure and i've been very fortunate to be have been around and found those type of people and right. i think that's why i mean Honestly, why well, I've stayed in the industry, because if you notice in different faiths and stuff, people leave and stuff like that because of the judgment and because. Mm-hmm. But I've been very fortunate to find lovely mentors and um, with all those. They
0: followers. show up. They show up. They do. They do. They show up right when you need them. <laughs> when You need them. <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone who's just entering this profession? Um,
1: self-care. I would definitely, definitely tell them that to make sure that they establish their own rituals and routines, um, to make sure that before they work on somebody, they do at least even if it's some kind of meditation, mm-hmm. it's a guided meditation as zen meditation, but that they definitely, definitely incorporate their own self-care because I have heard as well, you know, some Reiki practitioners say, well, you know, they have this fear of like, well, no, because then because we're empathic, we are going to um, internalize whatever, you know, that a person is going through. And we can, but however, if we practice that self care, our rituals and routines, um, we won't, you know, so definitely self care and to keep learning, I would definitely say that it's only the beginning, right? Um, My practice has evolved from when I started to now and Berlin's, Some of the things that I was taught then, I'm barely understanding them, comprehending them now. So it's a journey, definitely a learning process and a journey.
0: Right. And also to stay contemporary too, that's important. You know, we're both teachers and how -hmm. we would have to go and continue our education and take certain classes because things do change. And you want to be contemporary when you're teaching and helping others with that. Exactly. Exactly. So what are the other modalities we listed in the beginning? You told it uh, in a little bit about the beginning, but what are the other modalities that you offer?
1: So, well, of course I do Reiki. I'm a massage therapist right now. I can do a little bit of cranial sacral work. Um, I also offer readings. I do oracle and tarot readings. I'm a medium as well, which is also something that I want to say found me. <laughs> and so. It um, did find you. It did. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so so those are some of the modalities that I do as well.
0: And we have to mention the one thing that makes you truly unique is you have a Reiki dog. Oh, I do.
1: Luna, she, thanks to you, I <laughs> she certified an animal Reiki. And so hopefully I can eventually get her a little more trained. She's super sweet, but a little more trained so we can actually offer, you know, um, animal Reiki to other animals and their owners or to just anyone who is in need right. of of Reiki and, and actually um, where animals reach them better. For some people, it's just better to be around an animal than a person. And so hopefully we can eventually do that with Luna.
0: Yes. Right, right. Well, Luna's purpose is in the current issue of the Reiki uh, magazine, Reiki News. But you can tell our listeners a little bit about her journey and why it's so magical what she's doing right now. So let us know about the story. Like, how did you get Luna? Well,
1: Luna is... um, Well, let me start with... So there's this organization called Bridge Pups. And the founder, her name is Ruby. So what... I'm not sure I'm going to get the story exactly right. But the idea is that there's some dogs that cross over from Mexico. And so what happens is that the, the Border Patrol, if they're able to, of course... They'll hold the dogs for her. that are already on the other side, on this side, and they'll cross over and she finds them a home. She finds a foster and she tries to find them a home. And so she posts all these pictures and I followed her for a while. And yes, I mean, I do feel, you know, I hope these dogs find a home. But for some reason, this dog Luna caught my attention. And for some reason, I was like, oh, my God, I really want to bring her home. However, I did not want a second dog. (laughs) So I was just hoping that she would find a special home, um, you know, and so when they got her, she was, oh, what was her name? They named her Wishbone because she looks like the Wishbone dog on the program, I think on K- Channel 13. PBS? Yes, yes, PBS. And so she was named Wishbone. And then the foster, he named her Luna. And of course, you know, my business is Desert Moon. And so I love the moon. So I was like, oh, my gosh, OK, well, that's one sign. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to get her. I'm not going to get her. And then um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, her brother or the first person who had her had cats, had dogs, and she was so calm, so peaceful. I think they even had a Chihuahua. And so my dog, Ginger, she's a Chihuahua. They told me that she would not do well with any other dog. So we were fine just having her. So then when I saw that Luna gets along with Chihuahuas, gets along with cats, gets along with all these animals, I said, oh my God, okay, that's another thing. I'm trying to you know, convinced myself not to get her every not became no, you can get can have her. Right. And so finally, um, she was going to have what's called a meet and greet, she was going to meet somebody to see if they were going to take her. And I messaged her, I said, before she finds this home, I wanted to meet her because I was really, 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 I don't know, attached to this dog for some reason, the energy of, of her just called me. And so I messaged Ruby, and I said, I would like to meet her um and Ruby told me she says oh my god two minutes before you message me and literally I have the message two minutes those people who were going to do the meet and greet canceled the meet and greet wow. and she's like I think you're supposed to meet her because the ones who were going to meet her canceled and I said oh my okay <laughs> so of course I met her and I fell in love with her and so she's been in my life ever since my daughter Melissa the middle one she says that my mom sent her to us. So I'm not sure because my mom passed away last year in August. Right. And so maybe, maybe she did. Who knows? Um, because I didn't want another dog. <laughs> I right. love, But I was fine with just the one we had. But she gets along so well with Ginger. I mean, they're best friends, they're sisters. And she's been a blessing to us, to all my daughters. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah, that. love Luna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Magical. Uh, so uh, our next question is, uh, what books do you recommend? One
1: of the books that I really enjoyed listening to and reading was called it's called Anatomies of the Spirit. No, Anatomy of the Spirit. Um, and actually, I have it. I think I have it on hand. But that book I love because it talks about the different stages of healing. And what I love about it is that she talks about um, the name of the author, Carolyn. I can't remember the name of the author, but she talks about it using different faiths. So she includes Catholicism, if I'm not mistaken, Buddhism, and also how um, another faith I can't remember, but how similar they are. And it's pretty much all the same thing, just wrapped up in a different box. You know, you can all find healing in different ways. And, um, Another book would also be The Celestine Prophecy. I recommend people who are doing energetic work to read that book or listen to it. I listen to it just because it does explain in the the way the story is, is, um, is shared, how energy looks when we're not noticing the different dynamics of when people are arguing, who wants to be the dominant one, who wants to be, you know, who's the submissive one, who, and it's really interesting when you talk about energetic work, um, and I think there's you can just look up the twelve prophecies if I'm not mistaken, twelve Celestine prophecies, and it'll explain them. And that was a real eye opener for me. I had to read that more than once to definitely understand that the book. So those are the two I would recommend.
0: All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. So someone is listening; they're loving everything. Where can they find you?
1: Um. So you can find me at Desert Moon Holistic Life on Instagram. Um, I do live in El Paso, so the best way would be to send me a message there, and then um, and then we can see what we can do we can communicate. Right,
0: and so you offer massage, uh, teaching. So you have a class coming up. You want to tell us about that class? Yes,
1: this Sunday I will be teaching a Reiki Holy Fire Reiki class, and so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I know that whoever is there is supposed to be there, and so I'm going to be. Also teaching more classes after this, because I do have some um, people who ask, when is the next one? Because they're not able to make it to this Sunday. So I will be announcing more classes through the uh, the Instagram, Desert Moon Holistic Life.
0: Okay. Now, do you offer any online services?
1: Not yet, but I will. because <laughs> I'm going to try to figure this online stuff
0: out. I have not. Sure. I definitely, definitely want to do that. Right, right. And you also... And especially this card reading, you need to get online because she's very intuitive and channels and they're magical. And we will have a conversation. And she's like, oh, your sister's here. (laughs) And I was like, excuse me? So definitely worth checking out. Well, thank you so much, Claudia. This ends our part together of the interview. And I'm going to pass you over to uh, the wonderful Millie, who is going to guide you into the next part of the interview. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank
2: you, Claudia, for joining us. I have told Tracy, I don't know how many times I couldn't wait to meet you. So, and you and about Luna, Um, you know, I've I've seen, I have pictures of Luna here. So I just, uh, I think that's wonderful. And I have uh, two, what I call Reiki rascals here myself. That's Um, awesome. Cats, not so much dogs. They're fine. So, yes. but what a, what a, what a wonderful journey. And um, how nice that you can incorporate your teaching experience into, you know, your next, your next phases of this journey as well. So we have three questions from our social media. And with that in mind, Tracy goes through a lot of questions to select the top three. And this one First one is how do you, and I heard you say a little bit about this and I, I liked your explanation. How do you incorporate Reiki into your everyday life?
1: Um, Well, definitely in my self-care, which sometimes I'm not going to, you know, I do forget. So when I do start getting like anxious or things are going on and then I, you know, I'm glad I have friends to remind me. You, you know what to do. And I said, "Oh my god, I do." <laughs> so I definitely incorporate it in my self care. I incorporate it in my, with my daughters. Um, I also incorporate it in if I feel a space. You know, if the space energy feels heavy there, I will go ahead and do some Reiki in that space as well. Um, and if anybody is asking for advice and stuff like that, I will guide them to that if that is for them. And so. Those are some of the ways that I incorporate it into my daily life. Mm-hmm.
2: Fantastic. So well, the second question I have here is, is there a particular system you prefer to work with? Um,
1: well, I'm learning right now, Holy Fire Reiki. So that's something new that I'm learning right now. My um, training is in Mahananda Reiki, which has to do with... Um, different not a different spiritual practice but including a little bit more as far as i work with mantras i work with the chakras and um uh kind of like therapy in a way as far as like um not necessarily giving advice but being able to listen to people not just offering the reiki and then that's it so the mahananda reiki taught us a very different um not different but Extra, extra extra things to supplement us during reiki. So that's the style that I practice, which is Mahananda. And I include all of that. And now I'm learning holy fire, it's just added. I mean, it's just a constant, you know, addition, of course. And you know, like Tracy said, constantly learning something new. So it's something that I include in my practice. It's not like I don't do that anymore. I continue to include that. So I base it depending on the client um and what they need. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, like uh, we really try to emphasize here, ready, set, reiki is you need to stay contemporary. You want to be relevant. Mm -hmm. You want to really hear what others have to say and and learn from that. Exactly. So thank you. So our third and final question for you today is what made you decide to teach? What made me decide to teach? Teach was that I wanted
1: to reach more people, which is you know um, first and foremost I am a teacher at heart no matter what, um, and so I do feel that it's important that when you teach someone that's going to pass on to somebody else and it's going to continue. So I don't see the point in me just you know having all this knowledge and it staying with me. Um, it does nobody in um, a service. It actually does a disservice if I don't teach, and so. Um, That's what made me want to definitely teach. Awesome. Well, thank you so
2: much. And I really appreciate you being with us today. And it's so nice to finally meet you. Likewise. uh,
1: I've heard so much about you as well.
2: (laughs) Someday when I get out to El Paso again, because I used to go out there frequently uh, for, for my work before I retired. Um, I will get to meet everybody, so it's been oh, such wonderful. a pleasure. You know, I I wish you well on your continued journey because we consider this a journey. It is uh, maybe one with no end. So, which is, if you're teaching, you, that is that's a real um, bonus that you can continue learning. So, again, after every um, after every podcast interview I like to let people know that to see beauty in everything is a choice please choose wisely and I'm Millie Pampina one of your co-guides for Ready Set Reiki and I'll turn it back to Tracy
0: and thank you so much Claudia for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be a guest on Ready Set Reiki so it was Thank just so wonderful. <laughs> <Finally> of <you>. conv- <laughs> finally convinced her.
1: She <laughs> I said, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> She's
0: ready. She's ready. So, friends, this has been Ready Set Reiki. If you are interested in submitting questions, just check us out on social media or go to our webpage at www.readysetreiki.com and make sure to check it out. We have lots of activities and events coming up, especially starting in October. We have things such as a Reiki share, Reiki meditation. So, lots of good things on there. But thank you so much. This has been Tracy Seawright, and this is Ready Set Reiki we